Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. See you life today. I'm in an interesting mood. You know, it's been a while. Once again, it has been a while since I came back. Had to sort my shit out. Time management got in the way. Work got in the way. Auditions got in the way. And I said it on Twitter. I said it. I admit it. I had to put my passionate hobby aside and focus on my passionate career and passionate project and lo and behold I think I'm doing better now than well I wouldn't say than ever but I'm just saying it's getting better it's getting better like I can honestly say that it's getting better in terms of you have no idea what I'm talking about well you know it comes to careers voiceover projects some stuff that I may or may not have booked for Obviously, I can't say anything of the matter, but in our happy times, they are happy times. And when they come through, then I'll be able to share everything. So for now, I'm going to have to keep everyone in the dark. He was born in the dark. He was born by it. Molded by it. Yeah, that type of shit. But in any case, first I want to say Happy Lunar New Year. You may not be Asian American, it don't matter. Today is the day that we celebrate all Asian Americans for their new year. So whether you're Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, um, Cantonese, Mandarin, whatever the case may be, Happy Lunar New Year. I know for a fact that it was once called Happy Chinese New Year, but considering all Asian Americans actually celebrate this holiday, they changed it to Lunar. And it's like, all right. Well, whatever, like, it's it's the same idea. And this year, it's the year of the tiger. Ah, that shit. And, um, yeah, it's a interesting celebration. You know, we remember our, not our, because I'm not Asian American, but, you know, I have great friends that are Asian Americans, and I know that they are probably, if not one of the most hardworking people ever in the history of the world, in our country, in our culture. So, all kudos to them. All kudos to them. And the fact that, hey, they make the best martial arts videos and, you know, they teach us that we have to have a strong work ethic. They teach us that no matter what we do, we have to pick ourselves up as best we can. Not saying one minority or, you know, specific types of racist people do that. I'm just saying they offer a lot. And as I said, I want to pay my respects strictly to them because today is their day. And this is a huge shout out to my best friend. You know, my close friend, obviously, she's going to get mad at me if I say her name, but she knows who I'm talking about if I were to say her name. So, there's that. Aside from everything else, there's really nothing much going on right now, except the fact that we are just one month away. One month away. Holy shit. It literally feels like it was just peeking around the corner. The other day, I saw a Twitter video. Not a video, I'm sorry. A Twitter post. And it was like, oh, today marks the day that Morbius was to come today and, you know, for all everybody. And I'm like, ah, dude, come on, come on. 
Don't try to down us. Don't try to bring my mood now, man. Don't try to bring my mood. You know, it's one of those moments that every now and then we think to ourselves, hey, maybe we don't have to focus so much on delays and pushbacks. And oh, this movie got postponed again. Gotta wait till next time. But I digress. Because we're one month away from the Batman. Robert Pattinson's The Batman. The Bat, the Battinson. The Battinson Batman. Got a lot of rumbles when it comes to that movie. Well, not movie, but leading up to it where it's like, hey, Robert Pattinson, you know, I feel like he's one of the main few actors, one of the main few that truly understands the psychological aspect of who Batman slash Bruce Wayne is. And I'm not saying other actors didn't follow this suit. I mean, you know, Michael Keaton re- uh, followed it. Ben Affleck followed it. Christian Bale followed it. Hell, even Kevin Conroy. I'm not putting in George Clooney because he's out of the picture, obviously. And Adam West, you know, rest in peace to him. But that was a completely different time when Batman was made. But it seems very likely that Robert Pattinson is really taking this role seriously. And from the trailers, I've only saw two. The first one and the second one. The second official one. I didn't see the bat and the cat. I didn't see any other latest trailers. I think there was like three or four or five of them. I did not see the TV spots. I didn't see any of that shit. You know me. I don't like to spoil myself. I really don't. But judging from the first two trailers from what I've seen... It seems very likely that this is a very gritty, dark, and serious movie. Which... It's a no-brainer because everybody's been saying that for a long time. But for some reason, this feels way different than what it is because it's not an origin story. We know this character. We've seen his origin story with the whole parents getting shot, shot in the, uh, the, I was about to say galleyway, the alleyway. We've seen all of that. We're literally balls deep into the story of who Batman is. You know, if you put on a Batman show, like, let's say the animated series, or the Batman from 2004, or Batman Brave of the Bold, whatever animated series you want to see, and you see Batman actually doing his thing, crime fighting, solving crimes, beating up bad guys, sending them to Arkham, and so on and so forth, or even playing a game, you know full well that you're heavily knowledgeable in terms of who the character is at that time. So you really don't need another origin story for you to continue on with what he has to do within his own realm. And I can appreciate that. I really can. So, as I said, we're just over a month away, and I cannot fucking wait. Ooh, I can't wait. Because he's Batman, and all that shit. (laughs) But... I've spoken on for too long. Let's get into the meat of the podcast. We are doing a top five comic book content. A top five comic content of the week. A lot of shit, whether it's mediocre or major, has went down and I gotta talk about it. But first, because it's been a while, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shout out once again to the Asian Americans because today is Happy Lunar Year. I also want to give a huge shout out. I can't say his name completely. His name is Rob. And last week, he sent me fan mail. This dude from Florida, I kid you not, this dude from Florida sent me fan mail at my job, at my actual job location. And... I was going through a terrible mood that morning, but once I got that manila envelope, I'm like, holy shit, this is actually 
This is pretty cool because this never happened to me before. So the fact that I'm getting fan mail from a short amount of time at my position at my workspace in the city, it actually got me thinking, hold on. If this dude actually took the time and put the package together and send me something because he finds me entertaining, if one person does that, I can imagine how you feel. Obviously, I'm not going to give you my address if you were to do something like that, but it just means that much to me. And it means so much to me that I can entertain you in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's this, talking on the microphone about comic book content, or MMA, or, you know, posting things online, or maybe me lending an extended hand to you, whatever the case may be. Like, I am so grateful and so thankful. Yes, I understand it's only one person that's done this, and I understand it pales in comparisons to other people that always gets fan mail, no matter what. But it's not about that to me. It's about... Me making someone's day and me making them smile or laugh or, you know, have some kind of reaction towards me and the work that I'm putting out. Because that means that someone is paying attention. And I'm not saying you're not paying attention. I'm saying someone outside the realm of my inner circle. Because you're in my inner circle. I'm saying someone on the outside. And I'm grateful. And it's motivating me more to put more stuff out there in terms of content creation, in terms of podcasting consistently. Again, I'm still working on my time management, once again. But I'm thankful. Rob, chances are you're not listening to this, but if you are, thank you so much for the packages. You know, thank you so much for the Wonder Woman comic, because one of them was Wonder Woman comic. Like, it, it means a lot to me. It really does. And I thank you, and who knows, maybe one day we'll meet. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That is all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into the top five comic content, starting with number five. What could it be? I'll let you know right in a bit. As a reminder, if you're new to how this works, my top five comic content basically lists of the important news that's been going on throughout the week, and I list them from least relevant to most relevant. I could spend a lot of time on one of the issues or little time on the little issues. It's my opinion, and it's basically my way of organizing the news and see what I can come up with in the next 20 to 30 minutes. So with that being said, let's start off with numero cinco. Coming at number five, we got the news that Loki season two is going to begin filming this summer in the UK. Now, I have to say, I don't care much about it. I really don't. <laughs> like, I get it. You know, Disney right now, Disney Plus slash Marvel they're in a position now where they can just put all of their eggs into the streaming service 
dish out as much content as humanly possible. And Loki, I will admit, has gained a lot of attraction. And Loki is such a fan-favorite character, being a bad guy slash good guy slash anti-hero slash anti-villain, whatever you want to call him, he's gained a lot of attraction. And he's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite for a reason. Especially with his charisma and his, you know, his personality. And Tom Hiddleston, he does a fantastic job as the character. But as I said before, and I'm going to continue to say it again. The show didn't really do much anything for me. The more that I keep on thinking about the concept of the entire show with the TVA and the fact that everything that came before it doesn't mean anything and we have no free will and everything else is just predetermined and... One guy, Kang the Conqueror, is somehow controlling all of our emotions and our aspects and everything else. It really went downhill for me real quick. The only thing that I truly cared about is the fact that the multiverse have expanded like crazy. Now, I know I've said this before. And at this point, I'm just beating my, you know, I'm beating up my dead horse into a bloody pulp. And I apologize for that. But at the same time, it's one of those moments where, okay... What can they do differently with Season 2? Let's be honest here. What can they do differently with Season 2? It's one of those moments where, you know, you have to think. And something can be so easy to anticipate and to think about in future events. In this case, it has to involve Sylvia, Lady Loki. It has to involve Kang the Conqueror in some way. Maybe we can see the awesome team up again between Loki and Owen Wilson's character, uh... Uh, Mobius, I was about to say Morpheus, <laughs> uh, Mobius, is going to contain all of those elements, right? And it also begs the question, will Loki be in Doctor Strange 2? And obviously, the events that happens there is going to follow suit with that. Or will Loki have nothing to do with Doctor Strange 2? He's in his different type of reality with what went on throughout the show and now he has to deal with the consequences in terms of what happens after is lady loki going to be a bad guy like a complete actual villain is she going to be the main boss where loki has to face off and maybe kill her so many questions and at this point it's just anything is up in the air right now anything's up in the air but it's the main reason why this is number five on my list because although I do have the questions, I'm not really digging so deep enough where I actually care much about it. You know, hey, sometimes a show can do great and sometimes it can't. And, you know, I can't help all the way I feel. I can't help it. Number four. Coming at number four, it's the recent news that Tom Holland... And Florence Pugh slash Yelena, they are in conversations where they want to do a crossover. A crossover between Spider-Man and, well, the new Black Widow, Yelena. And I have to think about it. I'm like, hmm. It sounds good on paper. Can the execution actually follow suit? Because let's face it, when we saw Kate Bishop... And Yelena. I did not expect. I don't think a lot of fans expected. Of how their chemistry. Were so good on how they mesh extremely well together. On how they bounced each other up. In terms of chemistry back and forth. To the fact that. You can't help but be in awe. And the, and the fact that they were literally. One of the main highlights of the entire Hawkeye show. So. 
with that being said, you were to think that maybe there could be a future show that could relate to them, that could put them together. Because let's face it, they are the successors of Hawkeye and Black Widow. They are they are their successors, or in a way, you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye literally passed on the torch directly to them. So it only makes sense that they have some kind of connection, or we're going to see some kind of a connection with them. Bringing Spider-Man into the mix just for the hell of it, uh, I don't know. I, I I honestly I honestly don't know. Like, what would be the reason? I guess that's. That's my question. Like, what would be the reason in terms of what? Because here's the thing. You just can't have a crossover just for the sake of having crossover. You have to have it make sense in some aspect. In the comic books, you can do whatever the hell you want. Comic books are literally no holds barred. We see crossovers between there all the time. Nothing changes whatsoever. Nothing. But then when you look at it in the terms of a movie aspect or a television aspect what would be the reason that the crossover would even happen if spider-man actually stumbled onto yelena because yelena's on a mission and maybe he's trying to get her to change her ways in terms of no more killing that sounds noble sounds reasonable to an extent but you're going to have to literally wash away the entire childhood trauma that black widow well yelena actually had to go through in order to get to where she is today it's not really an easy thing to do is it you're not going to make yelena make peter parker kill because that's not his character that's not what he does so if you're just putting them together just for the sake of comedic purposes you're going to have to do a little bit more than that. The story has to make sense. And for the sheer life of me, I, it doesn't make sense to me. That's like, hmm, what two characters would I see? That's like putting in, um, I don't know, uh, let's say Tony Stark and um, uh, Ant-Man's daughter, you know? Tony Stark and Ant-Man's daughter. Those two have nothing to do with each other whatsoever. You know? Or, how about Ant-Man with Morgan Stark? Let's flip-flop. Let's have someone else's dad with someone else's daughter. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like, do you understand why certain crossovers, although maybe fun on paper, may not be good in terms of execution? I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Maybe this was at one point, it did happen in the comics. And, you know, maybe I just don't know about it. But if I'm going to see another cameo that has to do with Spider-Man in a Spider-Man type of content, whether it's a show or movie, preferably a movie, I'd rather see Black Cat. I'd rather see Silver Sable. I'd rather see Spider-Man 2099. You know, characters that actually relates to Spider-Man, not just have a crossover just by having a crossover. We should have gotten in Venom and Spider-Man, but, you know, I don't know what the hell happened with that. What the hell happened? Number three. At number three, we are celebrating. Oh, I'm sorry that this is not breaking news. And I actually found out about this just the other day. Celebrating 30 years of carnage. That's right. 30 years. Carnage actually turns 30 in terms of... I'm sure he was made way... Like, he's way older than that. But Carnage 
goddamn, like this red symbiote, this de demonic being, this bloodthirsty symbiote, celebrating 30 years with that, and there are a lot of variant covers that will be released in March that Marvel will be releasing, and trust me when I say, I'm going to get a hand in a couple of those covers. I haven't uploaded them yet on Twitter. I will probably later on if I remember it, but I saw a couple of variant covers that I saw. Did I just say that twice? I did say that twice. I saw a couple of variant covers earlier. There we go. And I went through seeing Doctor Strange Carnage. Spider-Man Carnage. Which looks all deformed and sadistic as shit. There is Moon Knight Carnage. There is an X-Men member Carnage. I don't remember which X-Men member is. But, you know, there's that. And there's one more. I believe it was Spider-Woman Carnage, who looks like a red version of Scream. So that was pretty cool. And I'm really more now in tune with the symbiotes. Yes, yes, I did give my negative thoughts about Venom Let There Be Carnage. But, you know, with the fact that, I, again... I could beat up a bloody horse to a bloody pulp. I get that. So I'm not going to try to repeat everything that I said. But I love art. I love dark art. And I do like art that just looks cool and, and different and, and sadistic and, you know, just out there. Just bleh, you know, shit like that. I'm actually planning on getting a Carnage and Venom tattoo. I don't know when. It may not be until the end of this year because let's face it. Getting it during the, during the summer is such a pain in the ass. But that's something that I want to do. It really is. I'm wondering if there's a way we can actually see Carnage get on the big screen. Highly unlikely. I'm just really, really wishing. And this is my God honest truth. I'm wishing because they've already made the announcement of Spider-Man No Way Home. Actually being out on Blu-ray with 100 minutes plus of bonus content. Which means Chancellor will probably be seeing the court scene of Matt Murdock and Peter Parker. That'd be pretty cool. I really, really wishing that Sony releases a rated R Venom Let There Be Carnage. It most likely will still have the same problems. But, but, you can actually do the character of Carnage greatly if you see him actually... Like, if you see, if we show him actually killing people, and the blood, and the guts, and it's gory, and everything else in between. That's my wish, probably it's never going to happen, but that's just my wish. In any case, celebrating 30 years of Carnage, my favorite red symbiote, the only red symbiote that I actually know. And if I can remember real quick before we go on to number two... If I can remember real quick in terms of who were my favorite voice actors in terms of Carnage, I would have to say, if I can remember, I don't remember his name. I, I believe it's Brad something. It, you know what? Let, let me just do it, do it justice right here. There's only three types of Carnages that I actually like. Number one from the animated series, Spider-Man the Animated Series from 1994. The, the occasional laugh... And with the music playing in the background. Like that has to be one of my favorite ones. You can actually go on YouTube now and search up Voices of Carnage. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. There's that. There's the Spider-Man game for PS1. Where Carnage has the like the high. The horror. The pain. 
that shit. I can't do it very well, but you know, you know what I'm I'm trying to see. I'm trying to Spider Man. That shit. It's not nowhere near close. But you understand what I'm saying. Like his very high pitch scream voice type of a thing where he's very sadistic and he's very, you know, he's essentially the version of the Joker, if you truly think about it, only more deadly. Can you imagine if we had a Joker slash Carnage? I believe there was a comic on that where they actually did do a Joker Carnage crossover. And that has to be one of my favorite ones. Another favorite art that I actually like is the Red Goblin, where Green Goblin actually donned on the Carnage suit. That that devilish looking figure, ooh, looks fucking good, man. Looks really, really good. But that's just me personally. Uh, another voice actor that I have to say is Sean Schimmel, the voice of Goku. That's right. You've pretty much heard the stories many times over, and he is one hell of a diva. But he actually voiced Carnage at one point. I believe it was a video game. It was some some kind of pinball game. And he did a fantastic job as that character. So, yeah. I like Venom, and I like Carnage. So, celebrating 30 years. Come on. What do you expect? Number two. At number two, James Gunn did say... That this most likely will be the last time that we will see the Guardians of the Galaxy in their third movie. Now I have a quote for him and I definitely want to do him justice because this is something that you have to think about and it's something that's really, really hitting me. You could probably put it as quote of the day. That's fine. This is, you know what, screw it. Here's superhero quote of the day through James Gunn and this is what he says. This is the end for us. This is the last time people will see this team of Guardians. I just want to be true to the characters, and I want to be true to the story, and I want to give people the wrap-up that they deserve for the story. So that is always a little bit scary. I'm doing my best. Now, I've said it for a while, and I'll continue to say it again. James Gunn is one of my current favorite directors. Movie directors, TV directors. He's one of my favorite directors. I'm actually trying to learn the Peacemaker intro dance for this guy. Not really for him, but for myself. That's how awesome he is. And I can only imagine of how the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie is going to be. Someone major or two or maybe three are going to die. It's going to be heartfelt. It's going to be gut-wrenching. It's going to be emotional. And it's going to have that James Gunn charm that we're going to be attached to, especially since we fell in love with these characters so easily and so quickly. So if he's saying that, and this is the last time that we'll be seeing the Guardians, then let them go out with a bang. I'm hoping the soundtrack is really good too. Won't be seeing the movie until, I say, either late this year, if I'm not mistaken, or it might be pushed back until next year of 2023. But, goddamn, I'm just thinking about it. I, I'm, I really am just thinking about it. Holy shit. It's going to be an emotional time. It really is. Number one. At number one, five days ago, we have, or we've had, or there is, the Spider-Man actors interview. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, 
all get together. They never really get together. You know, they're doing Zoom or video FaceTime or whatever. But they finally give their interview of the three Spider-Mans together. And I watched it. I actually watched it earlier. And I watched it again right after that. And it really made me think. It's still... I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. It's hard for me to fathom that we've gotten to this point where the three Spider-Man actors from our generation, from nostalgia to 2002 all the way till now, that this was done. Everybody was calling for it. Of course they were. Ever since Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm sure they've had the idea way before that movie even came out. But it got you to think to be like, wow, this actually happened and it foretold such an amazing story. And to see these three actors together, it's, it's amazing. Like, words cannot even describe how awesome the feeling was seeing them in the movie, seeing them out of it. And they really did form a strong brotherhood. They really did. Finding a lot of things in common, training together, shooting the movie together. Like, it happened. Like, I I don't know how else do I need to describe it. It happened. I thought about this a while ago. And it got me thinking, how would Stan Lee feel? God, God rest his soul. How would Stan Lee feel if he were to see something like that? And of course, he'd be, you know, he'd have his cameo, but what would be his reaction? And I can imagine of how proud he would be. Him and the other co-creators like Steve Ditko and so many others that came after him. It's like, I'm trying not to get emotional here, but I truly believe that maybe he had some sense that eventually this was going to happen. It just needed the right time, the right director, the right finances. There's so many moving pieces had to come together. Not just from the director, John Watts, but from the producer, Kevin Feige, and Sony's producer, Amy Pascal. And, well, I don't know if she's exactly the producer, but she has a handful in that too. And, you know, the writers... And the directors and the cinematographers and the training regimen and everything else that made this possible. I'm pretty sure Stan Lee would think about that and think eventually, maybe one day he thought, this is going to happen. Whether it's before or after my time, this is going to happen. Because let's face it, he's written so many stories that involve multiple Spider-Men together. But to see something like that, to what we got last month in the big screen, and we're going to get more of a bonus feature late this month with extra bonus content. The interviewer asked Tom Holland, is there going to be more movies? And Tom Holland, in his god-awful truth, and he probably lied about it. He probably did. Maybe there's already one in the works for him. But I kind of believe him until I, until I see or hear otherwise. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I really don't know. But if it's time for me to hang it up, for me to don on the costume, 
and swing into the sunset, I don't think it could have ended any any better way, any other way. And maybe that's what we need, honestly. I would love to see a Spider-Man story continue to go forward. I would love that. But in the sake of a story, to have a beginning, middle, and end, maybe it is time for him to hang it up. Maybe it is time for another person to take the reins. I'm not saying Miles Morales needs to take it. I still feel like it's a little bit too early for that. But maybe Andrew Garfield needs to come back, have the crossover with Venom, have the Sony Cinematic Universe be in his story, and have Andrew Garfield have his trilogy ending movie that he should have. There were a lot of rumors going around where Spider-Man, uh, the you know, the whoever it is that's in charge is like, oh, um, we want to have a Spider-Man movie with all three of them together from beginning to end. Okay. But once again, though, how can you execute that? Maybe have something to do with Madam Web. Maybe have something to do with the multiverse collapsing again, even though we've kind of already seen that. Like, and, and here's the thing. If you're going to create something new and you're going to follow on with the story... Once again, the story has to make sense. And I feel like in this story with Spider-Man No Way Home, it actually ended perfectly. The two Spider-Man, the two older brother figures, passed on their torch down to their younger brother, and their younger brother, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, swinged off into the sunset in the snowy night in New York City. And there was one of the scripts where he's like, Peter Parker, no more. Spider-Man lives on. I don't know. I just feel like... Maybe this is the end. And I think I'm okay with that. I think I am. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Oh my goodness. Well, what an interesting way to end that segment. <laughs> Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, Hulk, smash that like button, that subscribe button on my Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever it is that you find me on my podcast platform. It helps me out tremendously when you do. Continue to share and subscribe to all your other people and everybody else that likes to hear about a different perspective on the comic book world. And... Once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. Hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the social media stuff that you want to have and you want to see. And if you want to find a way to come onto the podcast as well, and you want to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, well, guess what? I'm here. We can talk about anything you want, comic book related, or if you don't want to talk about comics, don't worry. We'll have an interesting section. I think I feel like doing that. Have like a different section of just, you know, no holds barred or share your story or whatever the case may be. Because I did lend out my hand last week. I lend out my hand and it, and it still opens. Talk about anything. I'm here to listen. No, you don't have to pay me. I don't want your money. I want you to feel better. That's what I want. At the end of the day, I want you to feel better. And that's all there is to it. I've already stated my James Gunn quote, so there's no need for me to go from there. 
And that is it. I don't think there's any other way that we could end a great night like this. Now, with that being said, as remember, when it comes to the world of comic book movies, shows, games, news, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise, as you already know. See you on Friday, guys. Have fun. Stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.